Hi guys and welcome to the next episode of the Inner Leadership Podcast. Today I'm I going to do a little experiment and I am interviewing Dan Norton, a legendary rugby player, uh, but I'm doing this over Skype, so I apologize in advance for any technical difficulties. Uh, I also think maybe I should just give a little bit more background on our thought process around inner leadership. Inner leadership for me is about putting yourself in the best place to perform and to transform. I believe this is applicable to all aspects in life, whether it is in business, at home or in the sports field. We are not always talking about formal meditation practice, but really how to get oneself or one's team ready to perform at its best. When I think of mindfulness and meditation, I often use analogies, and one of the analogies I use is to think about myself as a computer or the iPhone that you probably are listening to this on. I often leave everything switched on with multiple apps open and files open, slowing down performance. Mindfulness to me is the practice of switching off the the apps and the files so that I can only have the ones I want. A step further is actually switching off all the apps and closing all the files and then relaunching the ones I want to work on. Meditation, carried to its end, is actually uninstalling everything, disconnecting from the power and rebooting, but only installing what I really need. Oh, I wish I could get there. But as I said, today I'm going to talk to a genuine legend a world record holder of the number of tries scored in rugby sevens, having played 11 years for England, allegedly faster than Usain Bolt over 20 to 30 metres, though he's not the one who says this, an Olympic silver medalist and probably off to Tokyo in a few months to see if they can go one better, an all-round rugby legend. In future, I'm going to talk a little bit more to Dan about rugby, But today we're just going to concentrate on how he mentally prepares for training and games and life's other stresses. Um, As for a time check, which I think is important, it's mid-February 2020. Coronavirus is in Asia, putting the potentially the Hong Kong and Singapore Sevens in jeopardy. So this is recorded on Skype to excuse any quality mismatches. So now I would like to welcome to the show... Mr. Dan North. Um, Dan, thank you for taking the time out of your training schedule to chat with me today. It would be great if you could give our listeners, uh, some of what, some of whom may not be familiar with your career, a quick rundown of your background and playing career. Uh, hi, Des. Thank you for having me on the In the Leadership podcast. Um, yeah, so me, my rugby career. So I started playing rugby when I was nine years old um, in the southwest of England, quite a hotbed of rugby. Um, from there, I went to university and started blossoming in rugby and got noticed and selected for um, the Gloucester Academy, so my local home team. Um, from there, I was there for two years and then left and went to Bristol, um, Bristol Rugby Club. And during that time, I was lucky enough to play a bit of sevens, fell in love with the sport, um, and then got noticed playing sevens and got asked to come and train with England sevens. Um, and that's been the case for me playing for England for the last 11 years. 
Um, over that time, I've played 90 tournaments for England, um, three Commonwealth Games, and one Olympic Games, hoping to be a second um, later this year. No, that's, that's very, very impressive. Um, the purpose behind this podcast is about inner leadership and mental strength. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated as somebody who only really watches sports and tries to do a little bit of coaching. Um, it would be great if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, the mental preparation that it takes to play sport at the highest level. Yeah, so over the, the 10 years, for me, that's changed quite a bit um, from when I first started. Again, I was quite, I was new to professional sports. So back then it was a case of coaches kind of shouting, us running around, and then from there just getting on the plane, flying to, flying to a tournament and playing rugby. Uh, it is more about love, the more about the whole kind of the reason why we started playing rugby when I first started. Um, progressed, fast forward 10 years time to now, um, the game has changed massively and now the mental side of the game is so much bigger than, than when, it, when I first started. Um, now it's more about pre- pre- preparing for a tournament, mentally preparing and kind of, you know, touching into those areas that may affect my performance over the weekend um, and then from there then it's just about inner kind of strength and understanding how my myself can be better um, and mentally prepared for those anything that comes my way in, in the tournament. Yeah so it's a combination of personal and team mental preparation. I think I might be in the uh, vein of your early coaches and my coaching career and the shouting and trying to get them to, to, to do something um, but for you is there any special techniques do you use individually or is there techniques you use as a team to bond together and sports can come forward come so far in the last 10 years and over the last three or four years we've had um specialist help from sports psychologists who have sat down with us all and you know helped us understand one our, our brains to ourselves individually and how all that amalgamates together to create the team feel. Um, again, everybody's different and has come on different journeys over the last, you know, 20 years or whatever to get this position. So it's something we kind of, we've spoke about quite a bit away from rugby. Um, again, that's more so to understand how we can all inter- interact. And then when you put that onto the pitch, um, players are more attuned to kind of the players around them and understanding how to get the best out of each other as well as understanding how to the best of yourself as well. Okay. And occasionally, I, when I watch you play, uh, I've seen you get a yellow card or two. I'm not sure how many you've collected. Uh, flash of anger when when once or twice you get beaten or you can't, somebody thumps you to the ground. How do, do, you, how do, you, regain, uh, how do you regain composure? How do you... Yeah, how do you regain composure? Yeah, just to add, there hasn't been that many yellow cards. I think you've lost maybe one game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, I think it's just understanding that there are going to be, obviously, everybody, everybody out there on the rugby field in a professional sport is trying to do their best. And there may be opportunities and times where, you know, you may boil over slightly. Again, it's a contact sport. You may not enjoy some elements of the game. Um, or interactions you have with players. So from there, it's just about understanding that if, when these do, more so understanding that these are going to happen. Um, and that's what happens in your mental prep. So before I play a game, I understand that 
again, the stadium I'm playing in, the atmosphere I'm going to be playing in with, with the fans, the teams I'm playing against, and the different players and how they kind of may try and antagonise us as players. Um, from there, I obviously have to check in and be like, right, this is what, this is what's going to happen and mentally prepare. Because if I'm not prepared for that initially, so I do my mental prep, then anything that does happen is going to be a massive fight or flight issue. And then from there, I'm going to become you know, not as useful to the team because my mind's elsewhere trying to punch some guy in the face or trying to attack them. So it's about understanding how to stay calm in that moment and knowing that I've been and played here before and that it's not a massive shock to my system. Okay, um, as you know, the name of the podcast is Inner Leadership, right? So we're talking about how you, you do something yourself, but also how do you lead within a team, right? And what has your experience been one of the marquee players on the team, if not the marquee player? How do you contribute to, the, to leading the team with less experienced players? Um, I think it's been a nice balance of understanding more so myself. So... I know that if I'm in my best position to perform well, then I can impact a lot more you know, fruitful for the team. Um, with that in mind, the, the knock-on effect is that I'm obviously there to help support young guys as well. Um, and we're trying to create a more so wholesome team environment. Um, but at the same time, it's more about just trying to yeah, do our best as a group. Um, and then for me, it's just about having the better individual ability, ability to be better. Okay, okay, and and then how do, is there any special techniques you guys use to recover from the last year's series where you didn't perform maybe up to the level that you wanted to, but you still qualified for the Olympics? You, you recovered from a bad start this year. Is there any anything the team did specially to motivate itself and to increase its ability to play? So it's more so about being able to be, you know, better as a team. So what does that mean? That means us being a lot more in the moment and trying to win the moment as a team. So less so distractions, less so external factors, um, and more so being able to take the stuff we've learned from training, from reviewing personal training sessions, reviewing external sessions, and more so take that forward into the next game. And then also knowing that our best, our best selves are better than most of the players out there. So thinking less about the, our mind and letting that chatter kind of impact our performance um, and more so just going out there and just trying to perform as well as we can. Um, and we potentially use, we use, we use other skills within the team, like breathing skills and mindfulness in different ways. Um, and that's been a nice way to help retain information. So when you are playing at halftime and you have those halftime talks, being able to come in, take a few breaths, being able to actually centre ourselves together as a team and be in that moment and listen and pro progress, process that um, information is, is becoming a lot more um, better for us as a team because we're able to understand each other and understand the, the team we're playing. Do you against. think that mental strengthness, mental toughness and inner calm has become more important to the winning and losing of tournaments? and whether that is shown across the team and team's preparation in in that area has become more Yeah, important. definitely so. Um, again, I keep saying it, but as things are obviously moving on and moving forward and the teams are getting a lot more, all the teams are getting you know greater and better, um, the margins for winning are so much smaller now. 
Um, again, you see it across all professional sports from the Rugby World Cup to England losing the final. Again, even though the scoreboard didn't reflect it, it was still small margins to why South Africa won. So for us as a group at Sevens and something we're trying to implement is more so about um, trying to find those ways where we can all be in that moment for longer and be in that position that we're going to be better as a group rather than letting things around us take away those facts of us being of, of being good. Um, and yeah, they are, over the years, you've seen that kind of change quite a bit in professional sports and the ability that teams are now able to spend more time um, mentally preparing for games than just going in there and just playing them. And do you think on an individual level, guys who are coaches who are selecting players to be brought onto teams, etc., they look at the player's mental attitude and calmness as a, a higher proportion than they, than they would have previously, right? If somebody's just fast, they would have taken them before, but now they also want to see how they think. Yeah, definitely. Because I, th- I think, like I said, that the margins are so small. So if players aren't able to showcase their skill because factors from playing or fatigue or you know their, which are impacting their performance because they're not able to understand and progress how to actually um, mentally be better and in the moment, then that obviously impacts their ability to actually play well. So as much as it's about technical and tactical um, ability, it's more so about just being able to actually mentally be in that moment and to win that moment as well. Okay, Dan, thank you so much for for this. Um, I will chat with you again about rugby um, on this podcast and, and separately. So thank you for doing this interview and I uh, hope to chat with you soon. Guys, that was my chat with Dan, a rugby legend. I really enjoyed it and hope to have further chats with him um, as it shows the importance of inner resilience and inner calm in being one of the best sportsmen in the world. Uh, unfortunately, Dan can't be part of the conversation at Inner Leadership in 2020 here in Singapore in March, as he will be strutting his stuff on a rugby pitch. Uh, he will be here in April um, around the Singapore Sevens time, and hopefully we will do some talks in person with Dan in Singapore. But if you're somewhere else and want to talk to Dan, please just let us know and we will arrange it. Um, as usual, please go to www.innerleadership.global for all the latest information around inner leadership. Um, or you can contact me at my new uh, email address at podcast at innerleadership.global. We'd love to hear from you so that we can improve what we are doing. And again, apologize for any technical glitches on this, our first remote podcast.